And uh, welcome everybody to the Bangers and Classics podcast. Um, that's with me, James Ruffer, and him, uh, David Malloy. And uh, I wonder where we are this year. Uh, this year uh, today, it's been a it's been a very long podcast. It feels like we've been doing it for a year, but uh, there you go. It's longer than that, actually. Well, we've so, had some technical troubles here, but anyway, let's find out where we are. Yep, I've got the computer here. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do yeah. that to me. Don't do it to me. Oh, James, we're in 1972. That's bad oh, news. That's like, no, that's okay. It's not quite a good year. Well, it's a good year mm. for you because Dracula AD 1972 came out that year, which means you'll spend mm. the entire podcast wittering on about Caroline Monroe, won't you? Well, I don't know how you can possibly uh, say I would do that, but there you go. Oh, I think I know you better than that. Should possibly let the listeners know at this point mm. we have a problem in that we're both coming across like Norman Collier to each other. The sound's cutting out. And it seems to be recording okay, mm. but when James fires off a sentence, I might not get all of it, and vice versa. Yeah. So it might make for a somewhat more unusual podcast than usual, if that were possible. That's right. Do we have to explain who Norman Collier is to people? No, they can look it up for themselves. Oh, okay. You know, right. okay. Not encouraging laziness, young sir. Come oh, on. okay. People, go and look up who Norman Collier is. It's probably worth your while. It was a very clever trick he had. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, bang or a classic, James. And we're, uh, not talking about, we're not talking about films or film actresses. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're talking about yeah. cars. And we're yeah. going to talk about a car released in 1972. One of the, in some ways, less significant or less glamorous models released, but one that uh, performed a faithful service for a long, long time, Fiat 126. Mm. What do you reckon to it? The uh, 126 was around forever, wasn't it? Because it was around until the 1990s, where it was sort of pretty much the Fiat Bis, wasn't it? So, uh, um, yeah, it wasn't a lot to it. I mean, it's 10 feet long. You can't get as much in it as a Mini. It wasn't as well packaged. Um, but it's quite a, a cute little cube. Uh, they made 2 million of them, didn't they, I think? So, uh, that was more than that, more, more than that, James. Well, according to my records here, it says well over 2 million. So, I do take that as... Uh, being correct, so um, it's well over two million. Well over two million. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Department of Precise Statistics. Yeah, that's exactly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, it's like saying I've got you know well under a million quid in my bank account. <laughs> yeah, right. I love you. Yeah, well under it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, one, two, six. Mm. Uh, some, I suppose it's a replacement for and really a, a reworked three at five hundred, James. Mm. Same yeah. wheelbase as a 500, uh, slightly longer mm. um, body shell, a little bit more space, two-cylinder air-cooled engine stayed, 594cc, uh, later increased to 652cc, which mm. gave all of, wait for it, 23 brake horsepower. And, of course, it was a rear-mounted engine which drove the rear wheels. There were four seats. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I should say my mum had one of these cars, mm. and I have vague memories of it <laughs> and it was terrifying but it was reasonably popular mm. i mean italy they made 1.35 million in italy and that was between 72 and 79 Fiat would love to have those sort of numbers today i reckon mm. but that's not where it was really popular the vast majority of them were built actually in poland mm. and we're talking about poland uh during the communist era yeah. because they started production there in 73 and it was a polsky fiat um, it was very popular in Poland because it offered, you know, cheap, relatively modern transport, I suppose, um, for people in what was then the country behind the Iron Curtain. 
Uh, that persisted until the 126 persisted until 87, when it became, as you say, James, the 126 Beast, which was a hatchback. Mm. With a slight change, the engine became water-cooled. It was no longer air-cooled. And right. It was increased in size and, I believe, gained about three horsepower. Uh, Italian production, as I said, ended 79. Poland, though, mm. it continues to be produced. From 1980, all 3126s for all markets were built in Poland. Yeah. And in total, between Italy and Poland... They built something like 4.7 million, over 3 million of them in Poland. Yeah. So that's quite impressive. And it continued in production until about 2000, I believe. Um, effectively, it had been replaced, in, certainly in Fiat's um, eyes, by the Cinquecento. That was to say, they continued to roll off the lines for a few years later. So that's it, James. Yeah. Uh, a small rear wheel drive car, I suppose, very good for cities, quite terrifying in the wet, as I recall. And. It was fairly cheap to run. But was it a banger, James, or was it a classic? Well, uh, yeah, it was a banger at the time, really. I mean, it was very poor relative to a, a Mini, because a Mini was a lot more fun and faster, and you could get more in it. So uh, at the time, you wouldn't have bought one. But now, obviously, it's a, it's a nice little, uh, it's a cute little thing uh, that you would buy, because it's uh, unpretentious. So there you go. Yeah, I preferred it to the Mini Mom. I had one of those as well. And I have to say, I prefer to see it. Um, well, it, you would it, do, David. You know, there's a. <laughs> it's been deliberately obtuse as usual, but that's okay. That makes uh, that makes the world go around. No, it's just I. I don't know. Everybody seemed to like the mini. I didn't think much of them mm. um, because I tried sitting in one to drive, yeah. given the chance mm. when I was fifteen or so, and I was about six foot two then. And it was horrible. So mm. you know, I thought, well, this is garbage. I can't drive it. I'm not interested in it. Fiat was a little bit more exotic, if you can believe that. It certainly was about 1978 or something anyway, 1980 or whatever. Anyway, that's it. Uh, I'm going to say it's, uh, yeah, classic. Yeah. It provided cheap motoring for a lot of people, and particularly, as, you said, as I said earlier, in Poland, James, mm. um, did good service for a lot of people there. So that you know, was an important car. Therefore, mm. it has to be a classic, I think. Right. The next up would normally be films, but I'm not going to touch that just now because I'm. Oh really? Oh, I'm afraid of the consequences, man. I really am. Yeah. Well, we could, we could actually touch bicycles because, um, which is oh. a very nice phrase uh, to use. Because I've actually got my my bicycle that I still have today uh, was uh, registered. Well, it's not really registered, but I bought it in 1972. I still have the receipt somewhere. So right. there you go. So I've actually got yeah, I've actually got a relic from nineteen. I'm I'm also a relic from nineteen seventy two. But uh, yeah, I bought a brand new bike which I still have. So there you go. Still ride it as well. I think I got a rally chopper for Christmas in nineteen seventy two. Oh right. Yeah, chopper Mark II. Yeah. Uh, I crashed that so many times. Yeah. Um, over the years, eventually I had to be thrown away because I just, you know, <laughs> I went into I went into the bumper of a car once because I was watching the shadow. Uh, on the road, ended up in the hospital for the second time in a week. Goodness <laughs> me. Well, one, one was a bite, one was another mishap. But uh, yeah, we'll just move on from that. Music in 1972, James, there were some good albums. Um, oh, no. Yeah, what? I've just, what? I've just, uh, just spotted something else. One of your other favourite female oh, really? uh, actresses, yeah. There's a link oh, to this. Yeah. yeah okay. I'll, I'll deal with that in turn. I mean, 1972... If we go back far, I mean, even back then, with a young Jack Michelson had an album and a single out, if you recall. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. again, I don't think people have any conception of how popular, uh, certainly popular music was. It was very popular because mm. uh, you've got actually that's where uh, Slade really hit, uh, although they've been around for a bit. But that's the year they really um, became very big. You've got T-Rex uh, and stuff. You, yeah. And, you, you know, you got the Osmonds. And uh, yeah, that was everybody's waking hours really uh, was uh, mm. taken up with those. Well, I mean, you had Rolling Stones and the Exile on Main Street album. Yeah. Regarded then and now as a classic. Yeah. You had Roxy Music's eponymous first album. Yeah. Uh, David Bowie gave the world the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. That's correct, yeah. Which became a seminal album. It really mm. did. And Kraftwerk had Kraftwerk 2 out. Mm. Uh, some years before, they really hit the big time with Autobahn. Yeah. But... Um, uh, it's made the German charts. It didn't do anything anywhere else, I don't think. And I've, I have heard bits of it, and it's quite ambient in places. Mm. The album I'm dreading mentioning is one by a guy called Nick Drake. A rather, yeah. tra- a rather tragic young man. Uh, very much so, yeah. And he produced an album called Pink Moon, which was his third and last album. Uh, he Unfortunately, he probably took his life. It's circumstances of his death. It's not clear if it was an accident or whether it was suicide. Um, but he was still a very young man, only about what, mid-twenties when he died, mm. and his music became very influential. His yeah. older sister, mm. Gabrielle Drake, as someone I know you a bit when I on James as a young man, because she starred mm. in the uh, TV series UFO. Yeah, she was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she was in various romps in the 1970s uh, in various films. Or what, I, think, I think she might have been in one of the Confessions films, and yeah, if you want to study her in detail, uh, it's all there. Um, oh, right. and, I, and I think she was with uh, Robin Nedwin or someone else, yeah, someone else from a TV sitcom in it. But there you go, it's a very good film. And there's cars in it um, uh, as well, actually. Rolls Royce convertible in there, it's like a cloud convertible. So uh, obviously owned by the producers of uh, the mm. film. But there you go. Yeah. She also appeared as mm. Kelly Monteith's wife in several scenes, or his ex wife in several scenes of mm. Kelly Monteith's show. Do you remember oh, him? Right. I do remember Kelly Monteith. Quite yeah. a bizarre uh, uh, sort of show. Yeah, mid uh, mid nineteen seventies. Was he was he a Canadian? Or was he a yeah, Canadian? I think he was American. Late mm. it was late seventies, around about maybe about nineteen eighty. Yeah. Oh, it was quite good. Some of his sketches were very funny, mm. like uh, one where a landing craft full of American GI storms the beach and they all come charging out. And there's a secretary sitting at a desk. Yeah. Have you got an appointment? What? Yeah. Oh no, 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 no entrance. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I quite like Kelly Monteith. It's a long time since I saw any of his shows, unfortunately. I wouldn't mind seeing one or two of them again. No. Um, to refresh my memory. But there we go. Singles. There were some mm. absolute classic singles. Uh, 1972, there was Layla, Derek and mm. the Dominoes, also really Eric Clapton. Yeah. We had Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Mm. Walk on the Wild Side, Lou Reed. Yeah. The Harder They Come by Jimmy Cliff, title, mm. title track to the album, sorry, title track to the film of the same name. Yeah, a nice song, a nice song. You had the Moody Blues with Nights in White Satin, which I believe was a reissue. That would have been, yeah, from nineteen sixty-seven. Mm. Of a song, but your two songs also released that year that became much famous later on with different artists. You had a song that a lot of people absolutely despise and detest because, it, <laughs> for good reason, a song called "Living Next Door to Alice." <laughs> this was a song, and I can't read the name of what I've written down here. It was by a band called New Something or Other. It was four years before the Smokey version, which is the, the best-known version, mm. um, stormed the charts to, I think, about number two. Yeah. And you also had a song called Sailing that yeah. year, 
by the Sutherland Brothers. And if you think you've heard the name before, Sailing Rod Stewart, massive mm. hit, I think it was 76. It's the same song, very different arrangement though. Mm. But the Sutherland Brothers wrote the song, they had it out first. If you listen to the two together, it's quite interesting to do that. Uh, if you're stuck for a bit of something to do, well, waste a bit of time. Won't take you anywhere, won't teach you anything new, but yeah, an interesting little exercise. Yeah. Sutherland uh, Brothers and Quiver. They, well, that was later on, I think, mm. the Quiver. They joined forces with a band called Clip Quiver, mm. and their, their biggest hit was In the Arms of Mary. Mm. We'll take a little break here, and we'll see if we can fix the technical problems before we get to part two, but I wouldn't count on it. You're listening to Bangers and Classics, the podcast that forgot to put 50p in the electricity meter. Right, we've hit the equipment with a hammer mm. and various other implements to see if that will make a difference. Um, time will tell. Anyway, we're going to do this week's challenge. And I hope James can hear me. Yeah. This week's challenge is to find a roadworthy 1972 sports car mm. for a sum of £7,500 or less. Mm. Okay, James, do you mind telling us what you got? Well, uh, obviously, I would uh, want to find a stag, uh, really. But, uh, yeah, it's finding a stag that works um, or is in acceptable condition uh, or isn't rusty um, for not a lot of money. Um, but, uh, no, where I ended up um, was uh, one of my favourites, actually, um, which was a Scimitar GTE, uh, 1972, Ooh. yeah, uh, SE5A. Uh, it's automatic, but I'm happy with that. I, I, I'm a big fan of the automatic box. Uh, it's done 111,000 miles. Uh, it's 5250. Um, if you want to go and buy it, it is available still, it seems to be. Uh, it's a private sale. And uh, yeah, they seem to have had, it's got new front discs and stuff and some new calipers and wheel bearings replaced and various bits and bobs have been done. And uh, they've put XJS... Uh, front seats in it to make it more comfortable um so it's obviously someone who's looked after it uh, they've dealt with any uh, rust bits that aren't uh, the plastic bits uh, but on the whole yeah it's it's like a solid usable car someone's obviously looked after it and uh, it's a it's a proper runner rather than something that only goes out occasionally so yeah i rather like the look of that so that's that's my 1972 taken care of and uh, i love the styling of those Mm. That's the narrow-bodied scimitar. It would be. Yeah. Only thing is, isn't it a sports car, really, though? Well, I, I knew you'd say that, but, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but I, yeah, okay, what is it? It's a, it's a, a shooting brake, possibly, but uh, no, it's a sports car. Princess Anne drove house like it was a sports car. I didn't realise she had one, David, so uh, there, there, that's, a, that's a surprise. It's uh, a, the first time for everything. Yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little known fact. Apparently. I don't think anybody knows that. There you go. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, what did I find? I mm. had a good look here. I struggled. I didn't want to get an MGB. I'm an MG midget. Because um, they stopped making those in 1980 anyway. Mm. Oh, what have I done? I've looked at 1982. Oh, right. Oh, you idiot, David. <laughs> I've looked at the wrong year. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you can tell us what you've got. You can tell us what you've got. Oh, no. I really have. Oh, I know what I've been playing at. I have been looking at 1982. (laughs) I've still got my head in last week's podcast. Well, you should be with me. Live in the past. Live as far back in the past as you can. It's much better. 
Well, it's a couple of years I'd probably choose, but no, no, but there we go. Nineteen seventy-two wouldn't be one of them. Um, I have to say, mm. uh, nineteen eighty-two. Well, there is a very clean XR three. Uh, sorry, XR three. I don't think it's the injected model right. available in South Africa. It's on car and classic, mm. and it comes in at well under seven and a half thousand pounds, and it does look very, very good indeed. Mm. So I would suggest anyone looking for something interesting has a look at that. There's also an Alpha GTV six from the same year. It's been imported from some part of Africa, it says. No rust. Uh, probably needs some light restoration and recommissioning. Yeah. Um, but the prices, th- those are fetching these days, if you can get that for a bit less than seven and a half, because that's what it's advertised mm. for, then, you know, you might have the basis of a, of a very nice car there. I mean, GTV6 is a lovely car uh, mm. with a gorgeous uh, Bussell engine, one of the early versions of the Bussell. Um, but uh, <laughs> 10 years too late... <laughs> the podcast i end up saying to splash the virtual cash on a porsche 924 yeah that wouldn't be my normal wouldn't be my normal porridge because i really pretty much prefer a 944 uh but there was one available in madrid it's mm. gunmetal gray uh, the advert says it's had paint but otherwise unrestored it's done mm. seventy-seven thousand six hundred kilometers which isn't warranted and of mm. course it's left-hand drive it's a manual and I have to say, it looks very tidy indeed. The interior looks very, very good for a forty-year-old car. It really is very impressive indeed. Um, there's one photograph of the underside. You can't see too much, but what you can see does look very good. So that would be one to explore. I think if you're looking for a nine two four and don't mind left-hand drive, yeah, um, you know that's probably a good starting point. Again, you could maybe beat the price down. Of course, you have import duties, etc., to pay. But hey ho, you know, uh, swings and roundabouts. There was also a 924 Turbo, which was in budget, but needed some work done to it. It seems to have been in a bump. You were driven a 924 Turbo, James? Yeah, no, I, I, I quite like those. I, I, I liked all 924s. I drove an awful lot of them, and I really liked them at the time. Hmm. The yeah, 924 tur- yeah, mm. Turbo, though. Uh, mm. it's, got, it's got a dog leg first gear. Yeah, great. Uh, well, it's not, because you, you could slot it into reverse too mm. easily by accident. That's the scary bit. Well, if you weren't concentrating, I've, I've never had a problem yeah. with a close-ratio gearbox myself, but there you go. A nice car to drive, a 924 Turbo, but as I say, first mm. gear in a dog leg does take a little bit of getting used to, and you have to be very, very careful with it mm. indeed. Uh, but anyway, we wouldn't be going for that one. So, 924 is the one I went for in the end. Um, it's only a decade out of time, built it myself. Yeah. So, maybe it's appropriate that I did go for that. Mm. Oh no! What? What's that? We've got, then? we've got to do nineteen seventy-two films now, haven't we? All right. Well, it's a very good films. There's uh, Steptoe um, uh, came out. Uh, What's up, Doc? What a fantastic uh, car film oh, that is! I have written down here, James <laughs> Dash. What's up, Doc? I knew yeah. he mentioned it. I knew it. Yeah, well, it's a very good film. If you want cars and laughter, that's the perfect combination. It's the best film ever made. I've still not seen it. Haven't you? Uh, no. Uh, well, That's you a bummer. Like... What cars are in it? Oh, there's loads of Beatles. There's loads of... Uh, it's all it's all that um, unidentifiable, unidentifiable 1960s stuff, um, uh, which is, you know, it's all Chevys and uh, uh, Imperials and stuff like that. There's just an absolute ton of stuff. Uh, loads of loads of Beatles because we're in um, uh, uh, San Francisco, which is great. So there's uh, lots of those. Uh, lots of hills. And uh, it is just uh, excellent. And there's a fire engine in it as well. So right. 
Yeah, you mentioned Chevy. Did you take? Did you take it to the levee? As Don McLean did in another 1972 song, "American Pie." Yeah, I was. I was actually where someone playing a playing a support slot the other night um, sang that. That's the second time I've heard them sing it in two weeks. They've got to get a new uh, act, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm quite familiar with that song. Yeah, I think we all were at one time. Yeah, I can't say I like it from being no, honest. No, that's right. It's a bit more sadly. And, yeah, he also did a song called "Crying." Was a big hit yeah. a few years later, <laughs> yes. as uh, memorably lampooned uh, in uh, uh, "Only Fools and Horses." I'm going to start off with a film that I've written down a four-letter word next to, but I'll just call it a bucket of old dishwater instead. Oh, okay. It's a hugely popular film with some people. Mm-hmm. I thought it was garbage then. Well, I didn't think it was garbage then. I was too young to see it. Yeah. But ever since I've been old enough to see it, I thought it was rubbish. It's The Godfather. Mm. Oh, no, it's a great film. Absolute dishwater. It's just bilge, James. It's bilge. Um, well, it's not, David. But, yeah, it's yeah, tedious. Oh, yeah, I make a, oh, yeah, give us a break, you know. Uh, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, yeah. No. James Barnes in it, he's brilliant in it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, no, it's no, a classic, no. David. It's classic. No, it's, it's a banger. Rattly exhaust and all. Uh, anyway, mm. I say some people seem to like it, and that's fair enough. I don't have to. And mm. I don't. Anyway, there are some cars in it. There, lots of cars nin- in it yeah. there were lots of 1940s Cadillac Fleetwoods. Mm. Also, 1934 Fiat five weight Balila. Whatever yeah. that is, yeah. And I am told a nineteen forty one Packard Super Eight one hundred and eighty. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that is either. I'm not no, familiar no, with these cars. No, no, they're no. American cars. The American cars, yeah. and I didn't really like the film anyway, so I couldn't care less. Uh, <laughs> now we're going to deal with a film that's got no cars in it. I'm afraid to say. In fact, oh, two really? films. What films are? Oh, yeah. Well, one you might start slagging off. I don't know. Silent yeah. Running. Oh yeah, we're in space. Yeah, mm. yeah, but, but that's okay because it's made by uh, somebody we like. Uh, it is a very good film. It's a low, it's a low budget film which uh, uh, we teach a lot of people lessons these days about how to make a film when you mm. don't have CGI available. Yeah, well, the guy who, mm. who directed Douglas Trumbull was a special effects guru. Mm. He did Two Thousand One Space Odyssey, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Blade Runner, amongst mm-hmm. others. But he directed yeah. uh, Silent Running. It's quite a sad film, really. Um, yeah, it is. Mm. Very environmentally aware film. Mm. There was a there was a message in it, but it's it's a very worthy film. It's a very it good is. film. Mm. Um, I, I would would recommend it mm. if you haven't seen it. Look, at, you know, check it out. Um, Poseidon Adventure, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you like that, James? I did. Yeah, I thought it was a very very good film. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, Gene Hackman character. Gene Hackman's uh, in it. Uh, uh, Shelley Winters was in it. She was a champion swimmer, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, all good stuff. Mm, yeah, they remade it. Uh, a film called Poseidon, I think, about two thousand and six, mm. with Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I have seen it because I'll see it. Yeah, it wasn't, Kurt wasn't very good. It wasn't. No, it's not as good, of course. Have you seen the sequel to the Poseidon Adventure? Uh, what Poseidon two? Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Is that what it is? No, I don't I don't I don't yeah. believe I did. Yeah. Oh Michael Caine and Michael Caine and I think Carl Michael Malden. Caine. Yeah, I think I would have seen Michael it as, not, back in back in the day, but I think it was well, the same like, plot, wasn't it? Well well he, he's a sort of he's a, you know, yeah. Well, he's, no, he's a sort of salvage expert, it's the original ship. It's oh, still yeah, lying upside right, down. Yeah. yeah. I have to watch, I'm going to have to watch that again someday because I quite like Michael Caine, obviously. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people know that, of course, but uh, perhaps they do now. Mm. Um, anyway, moving on to 
another film with no cars in it, or very few oh, cars. Mm. Uh, a couple of buses, though. And we are going to get flack from the Bedford people again for this. Yeah, so have you seen Carry On Abroad, James? I have seen Carry On Abroad, yeah. I don't know whether they do actually go abroad. I couldn't I couldn't confirm or deny that, but uh, I um, that's been done in a studio, but I, I could be wrong. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, they allegedly went to a place called Ellsbells. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, they had two buses in it. There's an AEC Regal and an AEC Reliance. Yeah. It's the usual nonsense from the Carry On yeah. crew. If you like carry-on films, you'll like it. If you don't, you won't. End of story. Mm. That's it. One more film before we move on. Oh, uh, yeah. Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Dueling banjos. Yeah. yeah. I believe Ned Beatty was in it, uh, who sadly passed away this year, I believe. Oh, was it this year? Uh, oh, very well known. Yeah, he's around for a long time, yeah. Yeah, Ned Beatty was an American character actor. He appeared in some very good films. He appeared in The Big Easy. With mm. Dennis Quaid in the mid eighties, he also appeared in Restless Natives, film set in Edinburgh and the Highlands in the mid eighties as well. I, th- I, th- yeah, I quite like Ned Beatty as an actor; he was usually good value. Uh, there's quite a few cars in Deliverance; none yeah. have got any significance whatsoever to the plot. But the pick of the cars you do see is, and I do like these for some reason. Mm. It's an International Harvester Scout, which isn't yeah, a tractor or a harvester. Mean. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's, uh, no, they're very, very cool ones. Very cool. Yeah, and they stopped making them about 1980 for some reason. Mm. Um, they brought out the Scout 2 and that was it. it. Sold it for a few years and stopped making them, which, which yeah. was sad. And now we've got to face the elephant, uh, the chap with big teeth in the room. It's Dracula, AD 1972. Yeah. Well, so you might as well tell us all about it, James. No, I'm prepared to tell you all about it. I mean, the, the only thing you need to know is, uh, you know, don't mess about with black magic, people, because it'll end badly. And uh, uh, I, I think that's the that's my, that was my takeaway from that. Um, there's a bit of time travel in the film as well. You do start off in the uh, 18th century pretty much and uh, progress through. Um, but the significant thing is, is that you see some quite incredible cars. And um, mm. for the purposes of research, David, obviously I did uh, flick through it the other day. And uh, yeah, um, in the street seems Marcus, uh, uh, what mm. a lovely uh, thing to see. NSU, uh, Hillman Avengers, uh, mm-hmm. Citroen Dianes, that should uh, please you. Hillman Imps. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously there's always minis uh, in the street scenes then. But, uh, yeah, that was it. So it's worth watching. Um, obviously, there's fangs and stuff. Um, uh, Stephanie Beecham's in it as well, uh, which you, you might get something from. Um, but um, there are um, some spectacular cars in there, so I would highly recommend it from that point of view. It's a, it's a period film for uh, um, us who like older vehicles. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has to be said, the Triumph Stag and the Citroen Diane, mm. you do see quite a bit of them. You because do, that's yeah, true. Yeah. They are driven by characters in the film. Mm. There's also an NSU R80. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there's various other cars. I think there's also a Hillman Hunter in it. Yeah, there might be. Yeah, yeah there's mm. all sorts of yeah. great porridge. I mean, obviously, mm. James had to force himself uh, to watch scenes that don't feature Caroline Monroe, which mm. I'm sure was a real chore for him, but there we go. Yeah. Uh, but I actually enjoy it as a film. It doesn't get a great reputation as a film. Uh, I quite like it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I always have done. Um, it was the second last, I think, of the Hammer Horror 
Dracula films. Yeah, the I think mid, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, they made one mm. with one of the characters, one of the policemen appears in a film the next year. Mm. And Peter Cushing returns as Van Helsing, though his daughter has mysteriously, mysteriously changed from Stephanie Beecham into yeah. Joanna Lumley. Um, not an easy thing to do, I would imagine. Um, yeah. But there you go. So, James, that yeah. would seem to be that. I don't know if there's anything else I can really add about 1972. Um, yeah. I don't think the films were great that year. Uh, I think the music was better on the films. Uh, maybe, but, you know, there's uh, What's Up, Doc. Uh, there was Steptoe, um, you know, and there was... Oh, uh, Steptoe, the, yeah. And there was The Godfather. So, you know, I don't, I don't know how you can possibly say that. Well, I would say, well, yeah, Steptoe and... I can't comment on What's Up, Doc. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. The Godfather, <clears throat> Tish Pichot, et cetera. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. Well, of course, we dropped that Dracula film and one or two others that I didn't yeah. mention. As a whole, though, what do we rate the year? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a classic year, David. Um, uh, I do remember it quite clearly, uh, relatively clearly. And, uh, yeah, it was um, it was a good time to be alive. It was very interesting. Right. I'm guessing you said classic there, James, because you dropped out again. It's, I guess, it's yeah, a, absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a classic year, um, yeah. So, uh, right. Okay, mm. I'm going to go classic as well. Because, mm. uh, yeah, there were, some, you know, there were some good cars kicking about. Um, there was some good music. Well, one or two. There were one or two good films. So yeah, but, uh, so well that's it, right. Yeah, I mean, I was I was reading. It was a very good year for Fiat, David. That year, there was an awful lot of Fiats uh, came out that year, apart from the one two six, because mm. technically the X one nine came out that year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, one three two was mm-hmm. out as well. So yeah, there was loads of stuff, and probably something. Yeah. So one thirty executive, I think, was out. Yeah, or the yeah, when they yeah a bigger one two eight. So yeah. it was quite interesting. I wanted to go for a car that perhaps mm. wasn't given much exposure, well, exactly. you know, no. uh, for Bangor Classic because, you know, there's no, no point doing a podcast and just going over all, all the most popular cars. Um, well, the there's, no, that, there's, you know. there's no use in being popular, David. I'd rather, I'd rather be obscure and ignored, really. It's a, it's a much better uh, place to be. Yeah, apparently so, yeah. Mm. That's the only place I know, James. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Quite, ha- quite happy there, though. Mm. This podcast has been extremely difficult to do, so if it sounds terrible, <laughs> apologies, but really, um, James uh, kept dropping out. I could get uh, a bit of part of a sentence and then maybe five, ten seconds of silence from James and vice versa. So we've yeah. done the best we can with it, so it's probably even worse than normal. Um, but hey, there you go. It's free. It is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So anyway, in spite of this, we hope that you uh, take care of yourselves and that you join us next week when we'll be in another year, uh, which is yet to be determined. Well, yeah, it, it is, absolutely. Yeah, we, we're going to find out, see if it's um, uh, a year with better reception. Mm. And James has meantime just popped into his mini to mm. go and pay someone a visit. I think we all know who that might be. All right, well, yeah, we go. I'm actually, I don't think I was allowed to drive in 1972, so I'm, I'm going to hop on my bike. I'm going to hop on my bike back to uh, back, back to Knightsbridge and uh, uh, just see what's going on there. Yeah, just stay away from old churches. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, hippies. Yeah, don't go near hippies, people. They're terrible people. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.